Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Lung cancer is the leading cancer killer in men and women in North America. Approximately 180,000 people will die from the disease this year, according to statistics from the American Lung Association and the Canadian Cancer Society. One of the lucky cancer survivors is David. We won't use his last name, but he lives in eastern Canada. He's here to tell us his remarkable story and the role cannabis played in his treatment. David, good of you to tell your story. Thanks very much. Uh, You're more than welcome. David, take us back to January of this year when you were x-rayed for a lung infection and pick up your story from there. Uh, Well, in January 2016, which was uh, early in the new year, uh, I had a a bad cold and I went to see the... uh, doctor at a clinic and uh, they referred me for a uh, an x-ray on my lungs because they felt I had an infection and from that x-ray it was determined that uh, I had some scarring on my lungs but I I had been previously diagnosed with COPD so at that time all they did was that uh, uh, was they, they they sent me back to my own doctor the, for the following day and they gave me I was prescribed medication for a lung infection in April I went uh, down south uh, to Cuba, and while I was down there, I got sick again with uh, another lung infection. And uh, down there, I was diagnosed with a lung infection. And it was only about three days before I returned to Canada. When I come back, I was still sick. And as a result of that, I went to see, uh, I went to outpatients, actually. And the doctor there, uh, he, he, what he did was that he sent me for an x-ray and, uh, because he wanted to see what was going on with my lungs because I did tell him I had COPD and I had a previous lung infection in, in uh, January. As a result of that, uh, he after he got the uh, results back from the x-ray, he indicated to me that uh, it looked like the, there was scarring in January and it looked like the scarring had uh, increased from January to April. So at that point, he then referred me for a CT, CT scan, which was about uh, two weeks later, or yeah, about two weeks later. Uh, and this would take me around to the 28th of April. And he called me on the phone, the outpatient doctor, and uh, advised me that uh, he had received the results of the CAT scan. And it, it was quite apparent that I had, uh, in all probability, lung cancer. That must, uh, for, that must have been a heck of a shock for you because your brother died of lung cancer a year earlier, correct? It was more than a shock. It, it floored me because... Uh, the year before, I, 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 I witnessed my brother. Um, he had been diagnosed with lung cancer, and uh, he had started uh, chemotherapy, and he was into it about, I think it was on his sixth or seventh round, and he just kept on getting sicker and sicker. And at the end of it, his last four months were, they cut the chemo off, and they said that the chemo was acting exact opposite the way it should be. And as a result, they couldn't do anything more for him, and the chemo just kept on eating away, and the cancer spread like crazy. Uh, and he, and he, for four months, he, he ended up dying a horrible death. And all I could see in my mind was that was going to be my end result. And at that time, there was a person who uh, 
referred my wife to to somebody who would would, would help me with a diet. Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, when I was discussing uh, the issue of my diet, I it was a naturopath, and and I said to him, I said uh, what I was looking at because the doctors had come back and told me that in all probability I would need a uh, because of cancer I, I would need a a full lung operation, which would mean opening me up way underneath my rib cage. uh, And that would be, uh, and they would remove the tumor. It was a fairly large tumor. And uh, they said that they would, they would uh, probably, in fact, they said that they would be doing radiation and chemotherapy after the surgery. So in the interim, I I was concerned. I was totally blown away by all that. I I was just thinking my chances were next to none. But I did go along with my wife to go see the naturopath and look at a what they call a cancer diet. Um, And that would be just to slow things down Uh, because the the cancer, uh, because I did go for a biopsy as well. And and they gave me the results of the biopsy, which clearly indicated that it was an an aggressive cancer. Uh, And. It, it, it reflected that from January to April that what they were looking at was not uh, uh, scar tissue. It was actually the tumor, and the tumor had grown from January to April. So here's the situation you're in, and I'm just wondering what goes through your mind. Uh, you have been diagnosed with lung cancer. You witnessed your brother dying, and he died of, of, of lung cancer, and, and the chemo was just horrendous on him. What were you thinking of at the time? To be uh, perfectly honest was that, I really believed in my own mind that I had already made the decision, uh, and, and it was it was a tough decision that because of what happened to my brother, I would well, I would rather have died uh, as a result of the cancer rather than taking that chance of going through what I had witnessed him going through for four months, which was a, a horrendous way to for anybody to die. Uh, he was in significant pain and discomfort and. Uh, it, it was just a horrible thing to watch, and, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to die that way because my mother had died of bowel cancer, and as and at that time the oncologist had said she was uh, seventy eight, and they said that it would it would serve no purpose to give her chemotherapy. She was seventy eight; she lived a long life, and it would only it wouldn't it wouldn't benefit her. And and in reality, at the end of it, uh, she was only in discomfort for about a week. And then she passed away. So I was trying to balance it. Do I want to live like four months like my brother or do I want to take the, the one week and enjoy whatever time I had left? Because I just felt that it, if this didn't, chemo didn't work, I was going, it was not going to bode well for me whatsoever. So when I was talking to the uh, naturopath, I, I asked him, because I'm, I wasn't familiar with uh, cannabis treatment or all I was aware of was that cannabis could be used for anxiety, uh, uh, keep you from being nauseous and and to deal with pain. And when I asked him that question, he just sort of put his head down and then he raised his head and he said, "What would you think about marijuana saving your life?" And and I was floored at that. I didn't know what that, I couldn't believe what he was saying. Right. And at that point, he he explained to me a number of patients that he had referred to a phone number in BC. And he talked about three previous patients, of which one was a 42-year-old woman that he had, had just recently uh, treated. She had, a, she had a brain tumor that was inoperable. Uh, chemo was uh, cut off because it was a hopeless case, and they prepared her for her death. They, she had a life expectancy of four months, and she went on this uh, 
treatment, cannabis treatment, and eight weeks into the treatment, she went for a scheduled CAT scan and the tumor was gone. Her mm. cancer was gone. So I'm sitting there, like, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And because, and, and I don't want to be crit- too critical of the, the, the medical process, but I knew that I had time to take this treatment before I would even be set up for chemo because I still hadn't had my PET scan done. Based on that, I decided to uh, look at the two sites that he had referred me to, which was uh, Rick Simpson's Run from the Cure and the Corey Ellen story. And so, he, he gave me the phone number. He didn't give me the phone number. He passed it to my wife, and he said, make that phone call. Make sure you make this phone call. And my wife looked at him, and she said, well, do you, do you guys work together? And he said, absolutely not. I have nothing to do with this. I'm just giving you information. It's whatever you want to do with it. Uh, and I understood at that point where his position was, was that uh, certainly can't jeopardize his position in life or his, or his uh, profession. So we did. Actually, I made the call. I talked to the person in, in uh, British Columbia after I had read uh, both uh, Corey's uh, his, history and her story. And I had uh, read the Rick Simpson uh, run from the cure or I, I viewed it on YouTube. So I, th- I think talk. just be- just before you continue, I think sure. uh, you were very very lucky in running into someone in the conventional medical community who actually steered you toward cannabis because most of them just uh, cover their ears at, or don't want to talk about it or quite frankly many of them know nothing about it. But you were really really lucky, weren't you? I would say I'd have to be one of the luckiest people in Canada. And I say that because when when I started all this, like even though even though that I had been referred to it and I talked to the contact, I still needed some reassurance. And I couldn't believe it when I sent a Facebook message to Corey, and she responded. Yeah, she gets and a lot of those. Don't I you get call? a few a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I talked to Corey, and, and and you know, and she she was very she guided me, she assisted me, she she coached me. She didn't tell me what to do, and and that's what I appreciated more than anything, because uh, I, I was discussing the oil versus the oil paste, and 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 we had some discussion about that, and eventually I chose the oil paste. Corey, can I? Sorry to interrupt, uh, David. Corey, can you explain the difference between the oil and the paste? Uh, is is it just the way it is produced? I think it's the way it's it comes out thicker, doesn't it, David? It's it's not it's not a, like a tarry fluid like um, um, oil is, is it? No, it's, it's not. And to be honest with you, I'd actually tried some of the oil uh, from local here that uh, a friend of mine went and got for me to. To do it while I was waiting for the the paste to come, and I had a difficulty ingesting it. To be honest with you, whereas the paste, when I did receive it, I just kept it in the freezer, and then you just scoop it out, and it was sort of like uh, frozen yogurt, and you just you just scoop it out, put it on your tongue, and swallow it right away, and it's done. Well, how much? Do and you, it was easy. It was easy for me to ingest. How much do you take? Because with the oil, you take a, a half a grain of rice to start yeah, with. Yeah, tiny, tiny little yeah. amount. So, to how start. much? How much of the paste do you take, David? Uh, the paste started out. Now, this was an eleven-week to twelve-week uh, treatment plan, and you started off with an eighth of a teaspoon uh, four times a day, 
And you increase that by an eighth of a teaspoon until you get to a full teaspoon four times a day. And then when you're finished that one full teaspoon four times a day, then you hit the, until your pace is completed, you hit seven teaspoons a day until it's done. That's what I did. Now, and I, I can say that with, in all honesty, it was that it worked extremely well because up until I started doing the seven teaspoons a day and I, and I was just flooding my body like incredibly with uh, THC and CBDs, like it, it, it was all everything prior to that. I could function total normal. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like I, I had the I had but and, and the strange thing about it was that I, I found with the use of the cannabis it was very environmental I found it depended on who was around how I was dealing with the 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 the, uh, the effects of the cannabis well that's interesting I had, I had every every high possible I had everything from the paranoia to the euphoric to the body stone to God knows what but one thing about it I was never depressed through that whole period. Not whatsoever. And how long did you take it? I did it over a 10-week period. 10-week period. Yeah. I As much as I uh, – because when I read the, the dosage for the oil, it was saying uh, somewhat if you can increase your dosage as, as quick as you can, as, as much as you can, as much as you can tolerate and still be comfortable. And, uh, and I did that. And uh, up until the seven, seven teaspoons a day, I was functioning quite well. But when you go from uh, – Four teaspoons or seven teaspoons, like the next day, like that's uh, that's quite an increase. Kind of lost in space, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't uh, I wasn't doing too much there for about two weeks in, <laughs> in the twilight zone for a bit. David, somewhat, do somewhat. You, do you know what the uh, THC level was in your paste? No, I didn't, uh, and that was one of the discussions that we had, Corey. If you recall, was that the right one thing about the paste uh, is that. You don't know what the level of THC is, so it's it's sort of is it going to be a hit or miss? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not that familiar with it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not but that I, familiar with paste other than you know what I've seen online and stuff. But um, evidently, uh, you hit the jackpot. Yeah, I did. I, I had it, and, and you know, like to be honest with you, it, it, it's difficult uh, being, uh, I guess, a patient or a victim of cancer. Is that? When you're going into this, because it's so still not out there, you're skeptical and, and, and you're pessimistic because you don't know. You, you really yeah. don't know and you're afraid. But one of the things, so I was still like, is this, is it hocus pocus? Was it, was, is this the real deal? But I was, I was already committed to it. And the, one of the things that my supplier sent to me is that he sent me two little jars of cannabis paste for skin cancer. And I had a friend who had skin cancer on his head. And he, I asked him, I said, do you want to try it? And, and if anybody's had skin cancer, it takes a while to see. Well, the dermatologist may see it or your doctor. And then you refer to the dermatologist. He had previous uh, skin cancer before. So they knew it was skin cancer. And the dermatologist knew it was skin cancer. But sometimes I like to wait so that they can do a, a real good burn or whatever it is they do with uh, taking the uh, skin cancer out. And lo and behold, within the first four days when we started using the paste, is uh, or is uh, the, the, the cream, cannabis cream, he it started to uh, become very pussy and it was leaking out. And so he called me and he said, look, i got to stop taking that. And I said, oh, my God. So I called my contact. 
And I said, well, what's going on here? And my contact said, tell them not to stop. It's working. That's the cancer that's coming out. And I swear to God, at the nine-day point, it was gone. His cool. cancer was gone. His skin cancer was gone, and, 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 and I couldn't believe it. And it was two weeks later, he went to see the dermatologist, and the dermatologist was kind of shocked that it was gone. And he explained to her what happened. And when that conversation took place, as was with the conversation I had with my surgeon and my oncologist, they just totally just no way they even going to discuss it. Tell us about your conversations with with the medical authorities when you told them what you had done. I well, when I spoke to the oncologist, actually, he told me. He said, look, he said, I can't support that. He said, there's no proven science research. He said, we are people of science. And when it was all said and done, I got that. I get that from the doctors. Yeah, but the interesting Uh, thing, David, is there's plenty of science out there. They just don't, uh, they haven't read it or haven't looked for it. Well, the research isn't there and the field trials aren't there for the medical society to, to really reflect on in terms of it's a, it's a treatment that's accepted, we'll say, within the medical community. And to a certain degree, cannabis is accepted for certain things in the in the medical community now, but not for the treatment of cancer. So the oncologist told me, he said, for me to, he said, it would be like me saying to you to go to drink some holy water and your tumor will disappear. And, and I just said, well, okay, well, I, I know where I'm going. The, the conversation is pretty well over. And when, when I talked to my surgeon, he said, look, he said, I, I don't have time to talk about that. He said, I, I don't even need to hear that. There isn't any money in this for me. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't right. think there's any money. I don't it, No, I, I, In defense of the doctors, I, I have to say is that I, I have to agree. Like I wouldn't want my doctor prescribing me snake oil. Um, they, they have to go with what's scientifically proven and approved and i think it's kind of dangerous when doctors start going outside that however in my case as skeptical or whatever i was but i was doing the treatment it was for me and it was a sign to my family and my friends i was going to take control over my cancer based on my conversations that i've had with uh, Corey, my contact reading the rick simpson uh, story and what happened with my friend only reinforced the fact, hey, this may work. It may work. And because I got kind of uh, delayed in my PET scan to see if the cancer had spread anywhere else, by the time I got my PET scan, it was clearly noted that uh, my tumor was no longer what it was, and they would only refer to it as tiny. It was now tiny and that it would only take a little bit of scopic, arthroscopic, whatever they call it, surgery right. to remove the tumor. And, uh, he, and the surgeon said he would look around the, uh, my nodes and everything to see if there's any other cancer cells, and he would, he would let me know. And, and he said, but right now it's not looking like you're going to need chemo or radiation. Did you end up having surgery, David? Yes, I did. Yes, because it was it was only small at this point. Mm-hmm. I finished my treatment, and I just wanted it out. Whatever was there, I wanted it out. It was tiny, uh, and I just wanted it out. And my and we had already gone five months now. This we were in August. Uh, sorry, we were in uh, September. I've only had surgery uh, five weeks ago, so I went from April from diagnosis until September, September twenty second. And you're clear. 
at the results of the surgery and everything, it was that I'm 100% clear of cancer. I have no cancer. And I met with my surgeon. And this was a funny thing for me. I met with my surgeon last week and he told me that I was doing well and my wounds were healing well. And uh, he said that you, he said, I do have to tell you though, he said, you still have a 20% chance of your cancer returning. And and I I didn't say anything, but I, I was looking at him thinking, good Lord, like everything that I had read and everything I was told was that I had a 20 to 25% survival rate over a five-year period with my, the type of lung cancer that I had. And now you're telling me I got a 20% chance I might get cancer back. But I, I think 20% of our population is guaranteed after 60 years old, they're going to get some form of cancer. Did you tell him that or did you bite your tongue? No, I, this surgeon you don't really talk to. He's a... Uh, He's very straightforward, and he's he doesn't he's a very busy man, as most surgeons are. They've got two or three thousand patients, and they can't they can't be sitting there all day talking to you about uh, things like, such as cannabis treatment. David, may I ask you what was your uh, doctor's response when they see that this cancer's completely shrunk away? They wouldn't. Uh, they, they would not discuss it with me. They would not even have. They, they, they just wouldn't talk about it anymore. It went, it went from like a, a fairly large tumor. It was 2.5 centimeters down to uh, not short at the end, but it was tiny. It went from what they referred to as large, it was growing, to very tiny. Wow. I said, well, how big is it? And he said, oh, he said, this, whatever. I said, that was the only conversation I had, and that was uh, with the surgeon. Interesting. So you accomplished that in 12 weeks? Was it 12 weeks or uh, 10, 10 weeks? weeks. 10, ten, ten weeks. weeks. Wow. Yeah. Good well, let's say you. 11 because I was on the oil a bit there for maybe about a week before I got my uh, my treatment uh, kit. 11 weeks. David, this is yeah. this may be an unfair question, but if your brother was faced with the choice of what he did, which was chemo and cannabis oil, where do you think he would have gone? Which direction? <laughs> Funny you ask that question, Ian, because uh, and you hit the nail right in the head was that his daughter had heard about it, but she'd only heard about cannabis treatment from the United States. Mm-hmm. And there was no way we could get cannabis from the States, United States, which would be the Western States back into Canada to him. And, and there was very little information. Like we're, we're all ignorant about this. The, the, the vast majority of population today is totally ignorant of cannabis treatment. That's why we're doing this show. Yeah, I mean, and, even and when, the, when, when, yeah, sorry, sorry, David, but uh, when Corey was was dealing with uh, with her cancer, Corey, there was very little information, even on the internet, about this. Yeah, I was completely on my own. There weren't any Facebook groups. Just um, run from the cure video and the PhoenixTears.ca website, and that was it. Yeah, and, and you know, and I, but 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 it meant a lot to me um, that I got a hold of Corey because that was a real person. You know how you can look at the internet. You can you can see things on the internet, but the the conversation that I had with the naturopath drove me that way. The two sites that I reviewed drove me towards Corey, and I couldn't believe Corey answered. Now I'm talking to a real human being that has actually experienced it. And then I started to know that uh, Corey's like the guru or the the she's the main main person now like that people look up to and look at and and respect since this all happened was that i i did post my journey on facebook 
since that time, I've received numerous, numerous calls, and 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 I, and I refer them to the two contacts that I know. One is for oil, and which is where they use capsules and suppositories, and the other one is to the paste oil. And I always tell them it's up to them which what they want to do. It's that sense, and there's been I'd probably say I've only been five weeks since that since I posted that. And I know of at least eight people now that have moved uh, in that direction. Yeah, you can only uh, point people in the right direction. They have to make the decision yeah. themselves. Exactly. And that's uh, that's really the key. And I think one of the benefits of Corey helping uh, thousands of people around the world is that uh, she was a victim of cancer herself and cleared it using cannabis oil. That's how I actually met Corey when I was working in commercial radio, and uh, I used to interview her once a month. And it was by far the most popular uh, program that I did. And uh, so Corey and I thought, uh, let's get together and start this up and see if we can help more people around the world uh, deal with this. Because, David, you were correct. Most people are ignorant about the medical benefits of cannabis. Well, it, it, it's a it's a best kept secret, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and what's frustrating for me now is seeing like how it affected me and how it's affected other people. And now I, I'm in contact with people that uh, have uh, read Corey's uh, story and have re- reviewed Rick Simpson's uh, Run from the Cure and. And then, then they're calling me because of that post and friends are, you know, contacting their family members who got cancer and they're calling me and, 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 and Corey, I know where you're coming from now. You could spend, and I've only got a very small group. You could spend all day, all night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week talking to these people. Yeah. Because they're scared. They're, 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 they're leery. They, they don't know what to do. And then probably one of the most frequent questions asked of me now. Should I do the cannabis before chemo or should I do the cannabis during chemo and radiation? I always tell them it's it's their choice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got to be their choice. And when they asked me, they said, in all honesty, what would you do? I said, based on my experience, I don't care how fast cancer grows, two, two to two and a half months, it in all probability won't get that far. Like I really don't think that it's going to have a life-ending effect on you, but to do both at the same time, I, I don't see a lot of benefit in that. Yeah, I get asked. I get asked that a lot too. Um, I always tell people, you know, you didn't just get cancer overnight. This cancer has no. been growing for a long, long time. Take a month. Take a couple of months. Try the yes. oil. You can always do the chemo after. And, you know, um, back a ways, uh, I had a, a documentary company out of uh, the UK contact me, and they wanted some examples of people who I'd helped walk through their, d- to being cancer-free, and I'd given them a few, and then they said, you know, do you ever lose people? And I said, yeah, you know, quite mm-hmm. a lot. And, and I said, you know, most of these people, you know, their bodies have been completely ravished by chemo and radiation, and they've got one foot in the grave when they find my number. And then they said, okay, well, to be fair, can you name some, talk about a couple of cases of uh, people who did just the oil and didn't do chemo or radiation or anything and still passed away. And I could not name one person. And so, um, and, and that doesn't mean that it's 100%. I think cannabis oil has an 80 to 85% success rate. But um, I always encourage people, you know, 
try the oil first. You know, you've upped your chances by 30% by not having had chemo and radiation. It's when they've had chemo and radiation that it's so much harder to get them back to health. I think as uh, as a former journalist who spent more than 20 years in the business, I can tell exactly where this UK documentary company was going because they never go to the medical profession and said, can you tell me someone who has taken chemotherapy and has not survived? Can you mm. tell me someone who has taken radiation and not survived? Mm. What are the effects of chemo and radiation? Nobody ever does that. Yeah. It's just yeah. accepted that we should do this. Burn the crap out of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Poison ourselves. David, do you take a maintenance dose of uh, your paste every day? I haven't. I haven't uh, I haven't been doing it since my uh, – for about a month after uh, – I, I did about a month prior to my surgery. Uh, I didn't do it. And it's been about two months now that I haven't done it. But I will be resuming it within the next month. Oh, good. I was about to leap all over you and say, you need to be doing a maintenance dose. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's something that uh, I have to do and I'm going to do it. Uh, but it, it, the issue, that I guess part of the problem is, is that too, is that for a lot of people and, and not me so much, is that it's not cheap. It, it, it's a lot cheaper than dying. I, I can, can say that. And I, I know that, uh, you know, like, and I have to be honest with you is that the suppliers Okay, that that are on board with this. I know they, they have to work at it, and there's a little bit of profit in them. But I don't, I don't see a great deal of profit for what they're providing. If I was buying this stuff off the street, I would be paying a higher price. Yes, you would. Yes, I would be, and yeah. I think I'm, I'm getting it for about half the price or three quarters of the price. And and but going back to one thing you were asking me, like I, I did have a case at the. the the fellow that I was talking to, his wife, he just passed away two days ago. But Corey, you were right; he was way too far gone in the in in his cancer and his chemo treatment. Because when you get to someone who who can hardly talk and can hardly breathe, like there, and he had lung cancer, uh, by the time he got his uh, his medication from, uh, he was he started the oil. But uh, that was only about two weeks ago, and he passed away, unfortunately. Mm, that's too bad. But, you know, yeah. you know, David, every single time that I have lost a patient, without exception, every single time, the family has said to me, what a difference the oil made to that person's quality of life. Hey, Corey, you and I never had this conversation. You are absolutely correct, because if, like three days into it, she said, oh, my goodness, he's breathing better. He's sleeping through the night. He's starting to eat. Yeah. But his body was just racked with everything yeah, it else. Yeah, just, just too far gone. Yeah, but that's, that's amazing you said that because uh, that's exactly what she said. Yeah, I hear it all the time. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you, you know. David, in yeah. your in your discussions with people and you, you tell them about cannabis oil, uh, do they ever say to you, well, I wouldn't mind trying it, but I don't want to get high? Yep, and and uh, because of Corey, Corey uh, told me that uh, suppository. Uh, actually, one of the suppliers is doing. She does the suppositories with uh, with high in THC, I believe. Corey, you can correct me, and also supplies CBD pills to fight off any chance of becoming high. Yeah, or root pills, I believe she uses too. Cannabis, yeah, or cannabis exactly. root um, yeah. seems to stop the high dead in its tracks. What was that yeah. thing that you were telling me, Corey, uh, many months ago that you can buy at the health food store? Oh, citicoline. Citicoline. Citicoline will stop the paranoia, and it's it 
lessens the high. I, I think it's because it makes you more alert. But it, yeah. it'll, it'll stop the paranoia, definitely. And I am the queen of paranoia on cannabis. <laughs> Seriously, I am. I am, really. <laughs> David, anything you'd like to say in conclusion? I, I'm just hoping that people... Uh uh, that it may be listening in that is that uh, they seriously, seriously spread the word and, and, and convince family members to be supportive of this treatment. I, like I, I can't, I can't say enough that I seen it with my own eyes. I experienced it personally. It saved my life. There's no doubt in, in my mind. It works. And I agree with Corey. It may not work. I'd rather have a 80 to 85% chance than that twenty to twenty five percent chance that I had, yeah. and uh, it, it, that I, I guess that eighty to eighty five percent works because I still got uh, what fifteen to twenty percent chance of getting it back. David, so, it was uh, very good of you to do this. I appreciate it. Thank, well, thanks very much. Oh, you're more than welcome. Well, Corey, there's uh, another person that you've helped out. Yeah. And uh, very interesting, very interesting story from David. Very interesting. And look how quickly he got well. Yeah. within. Yeah. I mean, he took it for 10 weeks, and that was it. And voila. Instead voila. of, you know, chemo and radiation, the gift that keeps on giving. Right. Uh, Cannabis Health Radio is beginning to offer limited sponsorship opportunities for businesses we think would be a good fit for our audience. And the purpose of this podcast is to inform listeners of the medical benefits of cannabis in order to help as many people around the world improve their health or the health of a loved one. If sponsorship is something you would be interested in, then send us an email at info at CannabisHealthRadio.com. Let's make a positive difference in the lives of others. Corey, we'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio Podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.